Hi, my name is Tina, and I talk a lot. So I figured I may as well put these vocal cords to good use. You know what? This isn't my first podcast, but it just might be my last. See, my passions are probably not unlike yours. They're plentiful and kind of all over the place. I can hardly be defined by one area of expertise when it comes to my business. And I love things like wiener dogs, a good game night, and books. All the books. So honestly, it just made sense to brand me. This brings us to the show. Tina talks a lot. I think you may just get a kick out of it. Hello, hello. Gosh, this is a interesting topic today as I was writing out my show notes and just digging into some research and chatting with some people that have felt uh, this before, this feeling of burnout. Um, it felt a little heavy. Um, there is a lot of statistics uh, around this uh, concept of being burnt out, you know, how long it takes you to get burnt out and then how long it can take you to, to get out of it. Uh, a number of years ago, I held a business conference called the before conference. And we had a speaker there uh, named Kit Welchlin and, and he did a talk on this and, and said that once you've reached the level of actual burnout, it can take you two years to recover. Uh, I looked at my uh, business partner uh, at the time and we're like, shoot, like, are we kind of there, you know, in, in some senses? And I, I think that I think that we were. Anyways, um, a few things, uh, I guess, signs for you if you are wondering, am I am I actually burnt out? And I think when we can recognize it is when we can write, make a change. And so not that we want to use things as excuses or justifications, but really knowing and then making a pivot as, as best we can, uh, you know, to make, make that change. So here are three things that I find, you know, again, after doing some research and hearing people uh, speak on this topic that have a heck of a lot more knowledge uh, than me in this area, here are the three things that I found. Number one, you feel numb about the work you are doing. So, you know, it could be on the personal level, right? It could be uh, that you're a homeschool mama and you're feeling, or dad, and you're just feeling, you know, numb about that work. Maybe it's with parenting, maybe it's with relationships. You know, specifically, I'm going to talk a little bit more about the work side of this because I feel like, especially for us like overachievers, we fall into uh, this category where we want work, 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 work. Um, and we may start feeling numb to the work we are doing if we are burnt out. The second one is you are physically exhausted and feel drained. So your body is, is exhausted and drained when you really haven't done a lot. And more of that is because you are just mentally fatigued. Like you just do not have the energy to do this particular thing and doesn't always work just to shift and do something else uh, because you have probably burnt yourself out from everything. Now, this is where I told you this gets a little heavy because you're just like, oh, if you are feeling this right now, it can feel um, like there is this kind of despair, this, you know, no hope in, in pulling yourself out of it. And so we are going to get into some of that. I promise I won't just leave you hanging. <laughs> Number three is you can't get as much done as you used to. I know I've fallen into this trap where, um, you know, the afternoon comes around and I am just like, God, oh, I used to be able to do so much, 
And now I can't, right? I've been in those seasons. So why do we get to a level of burnout? One of the things is we put too much pressure on ourselves. I do this in all the areas that I just shared and the homeschooling and the parenting and the working and, you know, relationships, you know, setting this standard as we've talked about this week about, you know, comparison and, um, you know, our cheat codes and all that. If you haven't listened to the last couple of episodes, I, I, I challenge you to go do that. But if we put too much pressure on ourselves, maybe too high of an expectation, too big of a goal, and if we're not matching it or hitting it, or even if we are, it may not be a sustainable goal. And so we put too much pressure on ourselves and then we have, um, you know, then we're not proud of ourselves. Then we're not, if we're not hitting it, right. And it can be really, really draining uh, to, to who we are. Uh, the second thing is your day-to-day focus is not structured. So you may hit burnout if every single day you're coming to the table without knowing what's going to happen on that day. You're just kind of all over the place. And I can say it took me a bit to figure out how I was going to manage a homeschool and my own personal stuff and business and relationship with my hubby and all of those different things. And so if my day is not structured, I can absolutely see how that could turn to a burnout feeling too scattered. And that leads me into my last one is you're not clear on your direction. So you don't have a vision uh, for the future. Uh, Maybe it's a little short-sighted on whatever it is that you're working on in that moment. And that isn't even focused, right? So what can we do about it? If we're burnt out, if we're feeling some of those things, like we're numb or we're feeling drained and we've really put too much pressure on ourselves, what can we do about it? So I do believe the statement, what you do uh, every day is more important than what you do once in a while by Gretchen Rubin and like every other business coach in the world. Um, But I do believe there's so much truth here. So a lot of times how we want to fix burnout is by taking a break from what we're currently doing, like going on vacation or taking a week or two off. And I I guess I would argue that that is going to be maybe a short-term fix and or it may even make it worse because you may have been a happier version of yourself on that vacation or on that week off and coming back to something that feels oh so stressful um, and leaves you drained won't feel good, right? We've all come back from a Christmas vacation or a, uh, you know, some sort of holiday, some sort of travel and been like, Oh, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I've been there. I'm not currently there with uh, doTERRA. I actually, it's hard for me to not work um, while I'm on vacation. So I know I'm not in burnout phase. <laughs> anyway, so it might, vacation might sound like a, you know, the right thing, but it is truly only a temporary shift. So what I suggest is a balance with your self-care and actually putting it on your schedule. 75 hard helped me, you know, get things actually on my schedule. They had to, like they had to be on my schedule or else they would not happen. And I get to the end of the day, you know, I wouldn't have had my two workouts done and they have to be three hours apart. And I wouldn't have had all my water drink. Like everything had to be on a schedule. I love that that created that sort of discipline. And because I did it for 120 days, not just 75, uh, it even made it more instilled that I have carried on more of that into my life, even after uh, the challenge of 75 hard. So 
some sort of balance. Now, actually <laughs> I should go back a little bit there. 75 hard does not give you balance. <laughs> it can help you create some things, but I would say that doing 75 hard actually created a very strong focus on self-care. Um, and it kind of shifted, like I had to give up quite a few, um, things or, you know, have some sacrifices to be able to do that. So kind of coming back, you know, to center a little bit here after being done with 75 hard, I do have more balance on self-care. So my priorities within self-care, because I think sometimes that can sound like, oh, you need to, you know, take a bath and relax and, you know, meditate and all that. And that might, that, that could be part of the mix. Um, but I don't know that that can always happen every day. Sometimes it can, right. Um, and some people have prioritized that, but there are some things that don't take a ton of time, but they do help immensely with your self-care. And one of those is movement of some sort. I've taken the word workout, like kind of out of my vocab. It's just that I am going to have movement in my day, whether that being in, you know, our, our home gym or going to hot works or, you know, just walking or hiking, um, you know, with a friend or Preston or whatever, some sort of, of movement. Second thing is making sure that I'm taking my supplements and I'm using my essential oils. <laughs> you guys might be with me here for those essential oil users is I can be in like the grumpiest mood or like not motivated and like sitting right in front of me are oils that literally say on them, cheer and motivate. Like <laughs> They could be like more obvious, use these when you feel this way, right? So actually using our oils on a daily basis. So supplements, uh, oils, getting some movement in there and ditching that processed food and focusing on whole great food. It's going to help with, um, your focus. It's going to help with your, uh, fatigue, your, your, you know, kind of slump, um, times you're not going to fall into that in the afternoon quite as much. So staying away from the snack cupboard. I am telling, I'm looking at myself in zoom right now, uh, saying that stay away from the snack cupboard, Tina. So that is self-care to me. Self-care may look completely different to you, but finding that now, I do understand if you are in like crazy burnout, actually, maybe you're not even wanting to listen to this. If you're in crazy burnout, maybe in the future, if you fell into it, I don't know, <laughs> but if you are in burnout at the moment, it may feel again, like there's no hope that like kind of crawling out of this may be really, really tough. And even using your oils or you're taking your supplements may feel like a really big task, but I am going to just give you that simple little challenge to start somewhere. The next thing is just set reasonable goals that you can actually maintain and have them keep going. For a number of years in my doTERRA business, we really utilized uh, these promotional months like crazy to build our businesses and to hit these new, new levels in our business. Now, what happened is, and this is one example, is November is a really big month in doTERRA. We get brand new product in the fall. We get a holiday line. And we also usually have a very large promotion called BOGO. And it's buy one, get one oil every single day for five days straight. And people go crazy. It's, it's the biggest volume month out of any of them all year long uh, for my team. And we see a lot of new levels, new ranks be hit at that time. Well, what happens is, is a lot of times people will push, push, push to hit that new, that new level. 
they hit it in November and they're burnt out come December. And it's really hard to come back into the business in a month that now is family, right? So instead of having these crazy goals one month and then set it aside the next month, keep a level that you can maintain over and over again. One of my coaches, Mark LeBlanc will say, you know, keep your foot on the gas and it doesn't always need to be, you know, at a hundred miles an hour and actually will burn out, right? If it's at that point. So keep it at a level that you can maintain throughout the year and not have these major ups and downs that will help you to not get burnt out. And another thing is know what you're going to do every day before you wake up. And you're actually already in that day. Every night I run through my calendar and I just simply look at what my next day is going to be. If I need to shift some things around or add some things in there, um, you know, to get me to my goals for that day or that week or that month or that year. And is there something that maybe I could eliminate out of that as well? So my day can be focused. It's actually structured and I'm super clear with the direction that I'm going um, for the future. And then last but not least, cast some vision, write out some, you know, really attainable, beautiful goals that you can achieve and you have the action steps uh, to get there. If you don't have a coach or you don't have, you know, like I have an upline in doTERRA to be able to walk through, you know, these strategies and, and things with find someone, um, so that you do truly have, uh, that strategy or that vision. If you're on my doTERRA team and you're listening to this and thinking, I want that, I need that reach out to me and be happy to walk through that with you. Now, last but not least, maybe it is time for a change. You know, maybe the career that you're in right now doesn't feel good anymore. Uh, maybe it that ship has sailed and it's time to say goodbye. I truly believe that burnout happens when we're not doing what God created us to do. I'm going to tell you a little story just to wrap this up. Um, about um, three years ago, two, three years ago, I was running Tenacious, my marketing company, and uh, doTERRA um, side by side. And they both were getting about equal attention from me. Uh, Tenacious, we were starting to um, drop our client load a little bit just so I had less employees and less stress there. Uh, but we were still rocking and rolling. And I had a gentleman come into my office uh, that wanted to hear more about the doTERRA business. So here he is at my, my Tenacious office. And he uh, wanted to hear about doTERRA and wanted to specifically hear about the business side, like how to earn an income. Now, that's not something that I usually meet with someone about, um, but he was a, a father of a really good friend of mine. We were sitting in my office and I was going through the doTERRA compensation plan and sharing with him, you know, how to build this business. And in that, there's an income disclosure that you can see within doTERRA um, that shares like, hey, if you're at this level, then this is how much you would uh, be making, right? So he knew the level that I was at and could clearly see how much uh, I was making or the average, at least of that, uh, that rank. And so as we were leaving uh, the office and, you know, he was you know, done, whatever. Um, he looked at me and he said, so why are you messing with all of this? Kind of, you know, looking around my marketing company and all the office desks and all the things all over. He's like, why are you messing around with all of this? If 
you're making that much in doTERRA. And at the time I was just annoyed. I was like, who are you to like, say that to me, right? Like, who are you to tell me that I, I, I can't do two things at once. Right. That's kind of my stubbornness uh, coming out a bit. And I walked back to my desk and I sat down and I just kept thinking about it a little bit, like sort of irritated, right. Or really irritated. And I sat down at my desk and I looked down at my planner, the soul planner, S O L it's, Oh, I love this planner. Anyways, that's a side note. Um, I looked down at the planner and in, in the corner of every week, there's a quote and that, that quote at the, on this specific day was by um, a fairly well-known pastor, Francis Chan. And it said, we should not have fear, have fear of failure, but of succeeding at the wrong thing. We should not have fear of failure, but succeeding at the wrong thing. And I, I sat there and I just weeped. I knew in that moment, I know it sounds so crazy. It was like within the matter of like probably 10 minutes uh, that that was like, God, like just knocking. Like, Tina, do you hear me? Like, I am coming down through people and pages and quotes and pastors and all of these things to tell you, focus on one thing and you are burnt out over here. It was a incredibly difficult uh, shift and decision for me. I had so much identity wrapped up into my marketing company um, and hadn't yet quite stepped into the role as a doTERRA wellness advocate as strongly as I am now. So it may be time for you to say goodbye to something that you're burnt out on because it's truly not what you are supposed to be doing, or you just make some of those shifts that I shared earlier and get back in the game. So I hope that this was helpful for you. I would love to hear from you. I said this before and I'll say it again. I love Instagram and I love hanging out there. I love hearing from you over there. I'm at Tina Pettis everywhere online. There is only one Tina Pettis. Thankfully, <laughs> there's only room for one of me out here, oh, but I would absolutely love to hear from you. And if you feel so inclined and you want to leave a review, I would love to hear uh, what you have to say about this podcast. I hope you have a great day and we'll be back again tomorrow for another episode of Tina Talks.